All right, Industry 45 podcast show. Once again, Shane Christopher Neal. Uh, just a reminder, you can check out all the podcasts, country89.com, giantfm.com, my website. I don't know whoever gave me a website, but they did, shanechristopherneal.com and uh, all our social platforms as well. And you can get it on Apple, Spotify, all those places you get your podcasts. So on the phone right now, Elise Saunders, how you doing? I'm doing well, Shane. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, no problem. And we were talking earlier. We have a mutual friend in Susie Corey, uh, who is on this very show. I know. And how did you meet Susie? Uh, Susie and I met through an industry event and we hit it off. We're just very like-minded individuals and women in the country music scene. And we're just good friends and and great supporters of each other. And I I did have a listen to your interview with Susie as well before I came on the show. So thank you, Susie, for passing my name along. Susie is is amazing and uh, she sent me as I, I told you earlier your links and all that stuff and I really like your new song Wind Down and we'll get to that but let's talk about you you're from Peterborough uh, home of the Peets uh, and, and then you made, your way to, you made your way to Toronto as well is that where you're living right now? Yes I'm based in Toronto a little more central but Peterborough is where my country roots come from. And you've been to Nashville for songwriting as well? Yeah I've been going back and forth for about uh, I guess just over 10 years when I first got into this thing, I was really lucky. I found my first mentor in Peterborough, Ontario. His name was Cyril Rawson and super well connected to that Nashville scene as a songwriter. And uh, he produced my first record and just such an honor to be able to work with somebody like him so early on. And it, it really set the bar high for where I wanted to go with my music. And um, as a teenager, it just made me jump into the scene as a professional. And just ever since then, I've been going back and forth and just really developing my chops as a songwriter and as an entertainer and, and Nashville is, is the hub. So um, it's definitely had a big influence on me. Well, and Cyro, let's face it, Keith Urban, Gretchen Wilson, like, I mean, Elise Saunders, you know, <laughs> it, all, it all meshes together. <laughs> yeah. And what I love about Nashville is, is everybody, it's like you're hanging out as friends and that's the best place you're rubbing shoulders with. Like you say, all these people that have worked with people like Keith Urban, but even Keith Urban himself might show up at Tootsie's and, and hop up on stage and just do a few songs for people for free just because. So that's the cool thing about it. But we, we do also have an amazing country music scene in Canada. So I feel like I'm fortunate to be able to be in both places. Were you always interested in country music, like right from the beginning in Peterborough? Or did you go down some different avenues or what? Well, Shane, you and I were saying earlier, you were saying good music is good music. And I agree that way as well. I I grew up listening to all genres and I think people can hear that in my style of country music. But um, yeah, I've always listened to country music. I grew up listening to Martina McBride, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton. It was really whatever my parents were playing on the radio at that time, Shania Twain. Um, but country music, I would say is where I landed because it felt most at home for me as a person. And we were also talking earlier that, that most of my roots were in rock, but I didn't tell you this. I actually started out in radio in my early twenties, um, at CHOW radio playing country music. And that is kind of how I, that's kind of how I fell in love with country. Now I'm 51 and I was 21. So let's just go. It's a long time ago. It's come full circle. It's come full circle. circle. (laughs) And actually, you don't maybe know this, but the uh, location of Country 89 and Seahow are in the same building. So there there you go. Life is kind of, I know life is kind of crazy. Tell me about playing with with Derek Rattan too. Uh, Was that your first big break in front of a large audience or? That was, at that point, I had only really played, I did it. I mean, I started in a thing and singing competitions, but 
after that, I guess the most amount of people I might have played in front of was 500 at Softy Theatre. So when I had this opportunity to open for Derek Rattan so early on in my career, we just got back from Nashville recording uh, the first half of my album. And then we found out Derek was coming and Cyril was like, he's a friend. Would you want to open for him? And I was like, yeah, I would love to. I, I would say I was scared to death because I was young and I was new to the scene. Um, and I had no idea what to expect, but there was, I think, 10,000 people that showed up that day and I got on stage and it felt like this is my home. And, and um, it was kind of my first mark in the industry where I knew I could do this and I've been addicted ever since. Isn't it funny, though, when you go and do something like that and you crush it, you just realize that you can do anything, right? When you put your mind to it and you, when you prepare, um, when you're mentally and physically ready, like it doesn't matter next time if there's 20,000 people, right? You just, you find a way to make it happen. And you performed at a lot of industry showcases. I see that. And something you might not know about me, but Canadian Music Week is near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm a host at Canadian Music Week. I've been uh, there for seven years. Uh, I'm also a coordinator and I do a whole whack of things there. And how important is it to play the Indie Weeks, Canadian Music Weeks and all that for an up and coming artist? Well, that's amazing that you do that. I did see that. I looked up your uh, bio and I was reading that. I was like, oh, I wish I, I somehow we haven't met before. So I'm glad we're meeting now. Um, but yeah, Canadian Music Week has been super supportive to me over the past few years in my journey in this career. So Thank you to them. Um, and it does make a huge difference to have those spots to, um, to be on those bills with artists that you look up to and, and in front of people that are part of the industry and you're rubbing shoulders with the right people. And, and a lot of my team that I'm working with now were actually made through Canadian Music Week. Um, and I think that's super important for any artist is to get out there and mix and mingle. And, um, and that's how you're going to find the people that believe in you and your team and, and especially in a place where people can come out and see you perform live and, and really hear what you do. Well, I, I really like that answer because my next question was actually going to be for an up and coming artist. How do you create a team, especially in country music, right? Because you need so many components and, and you had a great answer with that. But what was, what's the first thing you kind of put together? Maybe a songwriting team or did you get a manager or like kind of how did you build your team? Well, when I started, I actually, I had no clue about this industry. My parents don't come from the industry. I don't have any friends or family from the industry. So it was a lot of growth for me to try and sort out the steps in this industry. So my first person, what my first teammate would have been Cyril Ross at the time. But then I spent years just individually wanting to grow, like I was saying earlier, as an entertainer, as a songwriter before I really found that right team. So um, from that point, it was, yeah, just collaborating with songwriters that I looked up to. And I always believe in writing up so that you can you can learn from the other writer and um, that you both can collaborate and make something even better. So that's where that started. And then things just kind of fell into place organically after that. I would say when I was releasing my music and um, there was a buzz being created and people would just come out to these shows and it was just kind of word of mouth through one person who's working with me would mention another person's name and then now I've really come into my own and um, at a really strong place with my team and the right people that I really look up to and respect. Well, it, it's interesting because it's no different than kind of what I do is, is I reach out and collaborate and connect with people. And then people come to me and say, do you want this interview? Do you want that? And I do the same thing to them. You know what I mean? So it's really about that network. And, and that, that's, that's an awesome answer too. Tell me about this. Thank you. 
2019, you know, when you could play live music, <laughs> um, yeah. you opened up for Terry Clark and my man, Jason Aldean. That's great. So tell me about that. Number one, tell me about the experience, how you got that, uh, that gig, I guess. Did you get to meet Jason? Uh, one of my favorites, I, I, he has a, he has a whiskey, a bourbon out. I've, I've asked him to send it to me. I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> uh, good friends with his drummer, Rich Redman. He's been on this show many times, but tell me about that event uh, when you open up for Jason. Yeah, Jason does have a bar in Nashville, so I was able to try out his whiskey there. Um, but yeah, opening up for Jason was pretty awesome. Um, it was at Sunfest Country Music Festival in BC, and uh, my band and I all met up there. I, I got um, a soccer mom van rented, and we took the van over to Cowich in BC and performed there. And it was one of my top place to perform I would say so far just because of the surroundings of all the mountains and the people it's just really good vibe um but yeah I didn't actually get to see Jason face to face that day but I do have a funny story from when he was just coming out as this big new artist in the scene there was a festival that I was um asked to come to and I got to I don't know be right close up to the stage and he had passed the mic to me to sing something and I was I think like 17 at the time and I was so nervous so I was like blank and I'm like I just want this opportunity to come up again because next time I'll be ready but that was the the only time that I've really got a chance to you know I guess mix and mingle with Jason <laughs> but no I didn't I didn't get to actually meet him or talk to him at that sunset but it was really cool I think that came up um pretty naturally too is just because I was going back and forth between BC in Ontario doing some recordings. Um, I work with producer Dan Swinimer and Paul Shetko and David Wills. So um, it was just a natural fit to start doing more shows in that direction. And let's go to 27, well, we were in 2019, we're going back to 2017, but your single rise, talk to me about that. Um, and kind of, you got some cool things happening back then with that song. Yeah, so rise was something really interesting and different for me as a, a writer and a singer. Um, the idea was, uh, was given to me by some of my friends, um, Daryl Scott and Kyle Renton are the two other co-writers. And they mentioned that they were writing a song rise and they would, they loved to be, me to be a part of it. And, um, they were writing it for our equestrian Olympian, Jessica Phoenix as part of her campaign at the time. And she has an incredible backstory. Uh, people should read her book, the Jessica Phoenix story. Um, but she had her thousand pound horse land on her little body right before the Olympics and doctors had said, you won't be able to recover and most likely you'll never be able to ride again. And if uh, people ever have the chance to get to know her, she's an empowering, uh, really inspiring, positive woman and will never say no and she'll, she'll make things happen. So um, she's now a good friend and getting to write this song about her story was really special and we wanted to write it in a way that would be uplifting and almost a synthetic song for other people um, when they needed that extra push. So um, it's gone to all these other places and cross genres. Um, DJ Danny D in Toronto picked it up and did a remix of it, which went top 20. Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome, man. That, that, that's so cool. Yeah, so cool. And as a country artist, obviously, I had no <laughs> idea that would happen. And people were like, are you an EDM artist? I'm like, no, this was, this was something I did with DJ Danny D, but I, I actually had so many fans out of that. So it inspired the way I was writing now my music now, even like you'll hear with my previous single free. Um, it's a country song, but there's some inspiration of a drop course in there. So those fans are, are now, yeah, it's crossing genres, which is cool. 
So tell me what's going on with the CMAOs. I shared something today, right, that you posted, uh, Music Video of the Year, Rising Star, Female Artist of the Year. So how does how does the CMAO, oh, that's a lot to say, CMAOs <laughs> work? <laughs> it says second ballot voting now open. So kind of, because I don't understand either, but even though I'm in the country space, um, I don't vote for them as far as on the industry side, but g- give me kind of how all this works. Yeah, so first you're nominated. So when the nomination announcement came out, I let fans and friends and industry know um, if they were interested to put my name in, in there. And I ended up getting those three different categories as a second ballot. So now what works or what happens is um, everybody can now submit their votes for everybody that was put in as a consideration for these different categories. And then the next one will be the final ballot. So you'll be an official nominee at that point. So they just have two stages. I got it. Okay. An official nominee, but still, I, I'm so grateful to be even in the second ballot. So, fingers crossed, we, we get to be an official nominee. That's awesome. I hope you do too. Thank you. And uh, uh, thank you to everybody out there that's been voting too. All right. So, Country 89, Shane Christopher Neal Radio Show. And today we are talking about your favorite drinking song. So this is so appropriate and it kind of just, I didn't mean for this to happen, but it did. Uh, we, we have on the phone right now, she has a new single out called Wine, W-I-N-E, Down. Elise Saunders, welcome. How you doing? Good, thank you for having me. I, 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 I love the applause. It makes me feel like we're back to live shows again. Exactly, and I, 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 I said, I have no idea. This just kind of all came together. We were talking about, you know, favorite drinking songs and here the song is wind down. So, uh, Elise, you're from, well, you're originally from Peterborough, uh, now from Toronto. So tell us about this great song that's out there. So wind down is my brand new single. Um, this one was inspired by a trip to Nashville and I wrote it with two friends, Joey Green and Daryl Scott. Um, Daryl had approached me with this title wind down. And as soon as I heard it, I knew it was my song and I wanted to write it. So I told him to save that one for me. And uh, we wrote it in just a couple of hours and it felt pretty special from the day that we wrote it. So I took a couple of years really getting my finances together. Thank you, Factor Canada and Creative BC and uh, working with the right team to really push it forward. Um, But it's really about having a good glass of wine and having your loved one by your side and just really honoring and celebrating those moments together without a phone, without the news, without the noise and just shutting off and, and being there together. You know, when I heard the song, I liked the song. When I saw the video, wow, what a great video. Can you talk about that? And is that filmed in Niagara Falls? Because I'm pretty sure that that's the Skyline Tower in the background. Yes, it is. And thank you. Um, The music video was so much fun to make, especially in the times we're in. It just gives me purpose to be able to create something. And um, I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Um, My videographer team is Roadhouse Productions. And uh, we really wanted to make a video that would feel classic and timeless and warm, just exactly what wine is. So I was really happy with how that turned out. And we did film it at uh, Cadillac Hotel is a big scene there um, in Niagara Falls and uh, also at the Great Hall in Toronto. So um, I really love the classic feel that it brings. and It was a lot of fun to make. And are you a fan of wine? And if so, what type? I definitely am a fan of wine. I'm definitely a red wine girl, and it'd be Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow, you, you had I that nailed. Sponsor, you had that nailed. <laughs> I have a sponsor right now. My favorite wine is definitely from Dark Horse Estate Winery and Grand Bend. Definitely have good stuff. 
All right. So why don't we have a listen to this song? Why don't you introduce the song? Sure. Uh, my name is Elise Saunders, and you're listening to my single, Wine Town. Baby, I know you had plans for us, but tonight we don't need all the rush. We could just stay here with the lights down low. We've been working way too hard, spending too much time apart. Just need you close to me right now. Let's wind down, kiss this California red right off my lips. Take some Cause I don't wanna 